G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him? Practical help right now with Tark Barna and Running With Fire. Hi everybody and welcome to another week of devotions. Aren't you glad that there's always a new week? Last week may not have been quite the week you wanted. Things may have gone topsy-turvy. Things didn't happen the way you wanted. You had an argument with someone, you know, whatever happened last week. I'm just so thankful that every week you can start again. And also tomorrow's a new day. Every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. So, hey, thank you so much for connecting with us today. And I hope throughout the course of this week, I want to look at a topic that I think you may find helpful, but also something that I found very, very challenging. I'm still working hard at this one. Um, I had it all began with an unusual, what would I call it, encounter that I had with God a, a number of years ago. I was traveling to speak to some leadership students, and as I was driving and praying, which is my habit, I'm always praying or mostly praying when I'm driving. You want to try that. It actually is really, really makes you feel you're not wasting time. Even if you're in a traffic jam, instead of getting annoyed, you think, man, I'm just going to put a bit of extra time into prayer. But anyway, as I was praying, this thought entered in my mind in a way that I knew God was speaking to me. And he said, I want you to be accountable to me for your time. I thought, oh, well, it's okay. I don't think I mind that. But then he made it clear. He said, I want you to be accountable for every hour. And I thought like, what? And, you know, it was really definite. I didn't feel condemned. I just felt convicted. And uh, as I reflected on it um, and stayed with it in prayer, I started to feel really quite grieved inside. And I thought, why didn't I understand this 20 years ago? Because I've wasted so much time that I could no longer recover. I actually, at that moment, I actually felt like crying. I don't anymore because it's gone back historic now. But it's remained a challenge for me and not enough of a challenge, if I'm really honest with you. Let's look at some verses. Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So it says, walk circumspectly. What does that mean? Well, it means to walk really, really carefully. Let me give you Proverbs 4, 26 to 27. Ponder the path of your feet. I wonder how often we do that. Ponder. Think about that next step you're going to take. Um, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. So we need to carefully consider our steps, where we go. Think about that. What we do. Who we talk to. Mm. <clears throat> Quite challenging, some of this. So this thought here of walking circumspectly is illustrated by a cat walking on a high wall with broken glass and to prevent break-ins. And we used to see this in the Philippines a lot, actually. So the cat considers very carefully where it puts its paws in order to avoid being wounded. 
And the thought here is biblically, we need to take great care to ensure we place our feet on paths of righteousness. So we're not tempted. We don't feed lust. We don't sin. I think you can probably imagine or you know people who've taken a step in the wrong direction and ended up going somewhere they shouldn't go, doing something they shouldn't do. Where did it start? One step. You know, instead of walking the straight and narrow way, just veer off and before you know it. So we need to ponder the path of our steps. But then it says in verse 16, redeeming the time. The thought here is to get back from the devil's grasp or don't get ripped off with your time. Wow. It's a huge battle. There is a huge battle. Make no mistake for our time. And we can never get back lost time. And you're going to see this through the course of this week. Why? Time is actually is really important. You can never get a day back. If I waste yesterday, I can't get it back. It doesn't come around a second time. I've heard of people who at the end of each day, before turning the light off at night, they reflect on their day seeking approval from God of how they spent their time. I can't say I do that, but it's probably not a bad idea. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. To have a heart of wisdom, you've got to number your days. You've got to number your time. And when we're younger, we think we have forever to do things, especially if we're going to serve God and do His will and all the rest of it. And it's very easy to put things on hold. You know, like once the kids are a bit older, once I've finished my studies, once a mortgage is paid, you know, once the kids are a little bit older, et cetera, et cetera, um, only to find that we waited too long, and in the end it was too late. We're going to explore this week why time is possibly your most valuable asset. I think you're going to learn a lot of really good tips of how to spend your time wisely. So join me again tomorrow. Tark Barner is the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited in Auckland, New Zealand. For more information, to make contact or to listen again, look for Running With Fire at our website, vision.org.au.